Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Howdy, folks. Happy Tuesday. This seems, you know, this is like, I, you know, I don't like the, the uh, avenue between Thanksgiving and New Year's, it just throws me out completely out of whack. And I like wish I could like blink and it'd be January 2nd just to get through the holidays. No, no. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, it, it just, it's especially now going around. Um, like yesterday, I went to our local mall, Joe. I went to, to the Galleria. I, I, I avoid, I avoid going there like the plague, but, and, but in the, in the era of COVID, it was shocking. Two days before Thanksgiving, it was like a ghost town. And, you know, places like Jack Astor's, which is a restaurant that's been there for easily a decade, was completely shut down. I mean, it's really it's really getting scary. And, of course, uh, Western New York is now under, you know, we're having to wear masks, masks again um, in in western new york at least until we sit down in a restaurant which makes absolutely no sense it's like okay you walk in you wear a mask then you sit down and all of a sudden you're impervious you're still gonna walk by people i'm okay with it yeah but but just you know anyway all right uh let's start off with the pre-show go ahead russ all right so the number one tool for arguing on twitter came out today and that's the baseball writers association uh hall of fame list and there's three facets of this the first one is just the ballot. Everybody wants to yell about the ballot, and we'll certainly do our part, and we're going to tape a uh, episode of the game tonight and do it with Nico, too. So we'll we'll do a more – this will be a more abbreviated version. The second one is to find all the writers that didn't vote for their guy and publicly shame them by spending hours and hours and hours looking at the uh, at the votes. Well, I still, want the, I still want the head of that jerk who voted against Jeter. There you go. So there's that. Mike's one of those guys. <laughs> and then and then the third part is to try and explain why taking PEDs is cheating, and that's why those guys aren't in there. So anyhow, with all that said, I looked at the ballot, and my three choices were Mark Burley. He was one of them. Mark Burley, now, I had to actually defend Mark Burley because – it's easy to go back, and this is where I think people get get tripped up. It's easy to go back and look at um, stats from, like, Jim Cott and say, well, look at all the gold gloves he won. I got to tell you, well, back in the day of pitching gold gloves, they were so lazy about the voting, especially with pitchers. If you were a good fielding pitcher, you won it for, like, 10 years straight. Like, you just did. Well, That was a guarantee. If you watch some of the trophy. plays – that like Mark Burley made on the mound in the modern era compared to Jim Cott, you well, would never, ever, ever say that. Well, Joe, th this is the thing. And then, you know, I've been obviously a baseball well, fan. You're not going to let me tell me what, what Burley did? You're going well, you, you well, to fight Burley. So hold on. I want to. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> so three times he faced the minimum amount of batters in Major League Baseball games. He's the only guy to do it. So 
perfect game, no hitter, and just a regular game, which was a two hitter, but only the minimum amount of batters faced. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. He won double digits every year of his career, except the first year he only pitched you know a handful of games. He was four and one. That's pretty good. But he never won seventy, huh? But never won. Shut up, Mike. He won a five. He had he had a five seventy winning percentage, and he pitched straight through the steroid era. Like this is a guy in the American League with the runs that were high, and his ERA was low, and he pitched through the steroid era. I I think I think he deserves it personally. Todd Helton was my my second, mm-hmm. and my third was who was my third? Crap. Uh, your third was Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard of the Phillies because again, for me, he's the all-time single-season home run leader in in baseball. Well, okay. It isn't that cheap, Barry Bonds. It's Let, let's let's click them off, and Joe, I want to get your opinion on all. Howard. Internationally, brother. Yeah. Yeah, Howard, I could say, you know, his peak years, you know, he won Rookie of the Year. He won an MVP. He won a World Series. He had 50, 59 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his peak years were anywhere from, from 33 to 59 home runs. And then he dropped off because of injury. So you could sort of put him in the Kirby pocket category. Yeah, the Achilles. That's a bad one. Right. Um, Helton, I mean, the only thing I think people are holding against him is Coors. But I think that's mm-hmm. over with because of Larry Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Larry, you know, Larry Walker. You know, he hit 316, right? I mean, if right. we look at it, Coors has great gaps and it has the atmospheric whatever. But at the end of the day, he still hit 316 for his career. Who does that anymore in the modern mm-hmm. era? Right, but but you know Burley, and this is the thing, Russ. I I I will grant you, he won Gold Gloves. Uh, he was in a multi multiple All Star. Um, he had 216 career victories. His ERA was close to four, three point eight one. In that and, era, that's good. Yeah, and he never he never won a Cy Young, and he never won twenty. Yeah. I always considered him a high, Joe a high end a high end innings eater. I did not consider him like an ace. And even the year that he won that he won a series with the White Sox, he was, I don't think he was the best pitcher on that team. Well, he was older, but he also got a save in the World Series. He got a save in that World Series. Yeah, but that's not a big deal anymore because they're bringing that's in. That's not starters. a big deal. They're bringing in, they're bringing in starters and really you're no, no, but this, you're, back then that was still let, a let, big deal. Oh wait, that's a big deal. Let, let Joe okay. okay, I Russ, you give me some stuff to think about here because I've I've been too blinded by the thought of how they're going to they're going to vote in David Ortiz but not oh. the other guys and I'm going to be like okay all right neat so you you punished all these other dudes and you're going to well, we like Ortiz, Ortiz. okay no we don't right he's a nice guy he smiles he's funny right. he's great like yeah okay. great he smiles as he's t- sticking the needle in his ass that's great Harry Bonds was an asshole fuck him like oh, yeah, right. sorry Ooh, yikes sorry my right. bad um no but no. like <laughs> But, but like you know, all these guys were jerks. So like you know, who cares about like Clemens jerk, Bonds jerk? Like okay, all right, you know. So Sammy Sosa was really nice. Like yeah, but he's weird. Like okay, like all right, guy. Like just you're making it up as you go along. Yeah. So Sammy Sosa bleached his skin. That's the reason we keep him out of the Hall of Fame. No, like it's it's, stuff is so. It's because he was a 210 hitter until he found Andro and PEDs, and then he was hitting 65 home runs. That's why. Well, see, I'll give that's why I'll give Mark McGuire credit because he was always a 240 hitter. Right. <laughs> he right. Always that's, hit home runs. <laughs> didn't help his average. Right. 
See, you mentioned Burley, and like I, I swear I didn't even give him one thought mm -hmm. about Hall of Fame because it's not a name that immediately jumps out. So no, I, I to go to basement, Mike. You can't just say no. Russ. Well, no, no. Well, I, I, I go, I go and look at the the Baseball Reference similarity scores uh, to see who he who he stacks up with the the most similar, and his top ten is fascinating mm -hmm. because it's it starts with Milt Pappas, uh, Jesse Haynes, David Wells, Oral Hershiser, Bob Welch, John Lackey, Catfish, Kevin Brown, Rick Russell, and Jim Perry. Like, well, you know okay. why, and I will tell you, you know why Oral because I left out he had forty five consecutive scoreless innings too. Let's not forget that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I mean, it's a it's a really interesting category. It's two Hall of Famers, um, like it's it's good. Like it's good to get compared to Hall of Famers. Like it that, is. you know, that's that's those are good guys to have in your corner, especially because you know Jesse Haynes, who has got to be an extra old timer. I yeah, guess yeah. yeah. People yeah. argue eighteen ninety three. He was born, so yeah. yeah so yeah. people are well, like he's that's the second Bur guy he's most compared to. Like. Yeah, that's Joe. People cool. argue with me about Burp Lilov, and they argued with me about Ted Simmons. They did eventually get in. They no, well, I mean, I, 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 I would have not argued about Blylov, and I thought he was he was. No, no, you did. I, I thought Jack Morris was worthy. I, I, you know, now like my my picks, I picked, I picked, I know, I know, but with with Morris, it was the uh the the you know playoff and World Series. Yeah. You know, winning it with winning it three different Pitching ten innings against ten the innings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, now the three that I picked were Helton, uh, Jeff Kent, who's a jerk, but you know, in terms of second baseman, but he was I, a butcher at second base too. We can't forget that. If Mazeroski right. gets in as a great fielder, Jeff Kent was a horrible fielder. But he won. But he won an MVP, mm -hmm. and and uh, I think he I think he's the career leader in home runs at second base. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he is, but he also had bombs hitting your that didn't yeah. hurt him for the MVP. No, but he did it. He didn't do it uh, artificially enhanced. And I, I picked know. I picked Billy Wagner, who Wagner, I think you know Wagner's an interesting one. I will grant mm -hmm. you that because Wagner was more than a one inning save guy for a lot of games. So I, I think I give you that. And I think Wagner gets knocked because they're like, well, he was never the best closer of his era. It's like, well, his era had Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman. So yeah. Like, Right. Okay. It was like people getting on Tim Raines. Like, well, he couldn't, he was never the best leadoff hitter of his yeah, era. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Ricky Henderson was, and he's the greatest of all time. So, like, right. uh, what do you want? Right. Now, I, now, Joe, I, and, and I, I, I put the caveat in there. I said, I, I think Andy Pettit has a much better case than Burley, but the, the fact is, is that he did admit to PEDs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he won five World Series with the Yankees, but, that admission. Now, you know, you can give him credit for the fact that he did it and he didn't lie like McGuire. He didn't lie like uh, Clemens mm -hmm. or Bonds. Um, but if you're going to be a strict constructionist, if he did it, he did it. So he's right. gone. I mean, and then, and then the, where, where I'm going here is I pray to God that the uh, the uh, professional writers, the baseball writers, do not waver in this last year. Friggin' stick it to Clemens, Bonds, Sosa, and Schilling especially. Do not let them in. Put Maybe if you want to put it on the Veterans Committee, fine if they want. And I don't think the Veterans Committee will ever let them in. But no. don't let them in. Don't do it. Yeah, and, it, and do the same thing with the Ortiz and A-Rod. Just because they're on Fox and they smile. I'll, and I'll tell you the interesting thing about Schilling, right? His regular season numbers are better than average, but yeah. not superstar. His postseason is a superstar. Correct. But you know what, Joe? I think his image got hurt. And it's not about what he says about politics. I think the bloody sock thing became a joke after a while. 
yeah. everybody bought into that like oh my god what a competitor then everybody was like is that even real yeah is that even yeah. real and, and like he you know he showed pictures like years and years after the fact of like you know it was a picture of an ankle all blown up and disgusting and it was just kind of like dude if that's how your ankle really looked there you were yeah. not walking around you're not no. throwing a game you're not doing anything like that's unless you're like high as a kite which yeah you might maybe, that's a whole other issue so like you know, it's, maybe let's not get into it but like i know that there there's not really a consideration for a class like a being a classy human, there's a lot of dirtbag and scumbags in the hall. Oh, yeah, Ty, Cobb was no a, Ty Cobb was a murderer. Yeah. Right. So like, but like Schilling's like an all time awful person. Like, you know, he defrauded an entire state. He there like created a video game company that was only there to, you know, to be like a money shelter for him. Then he yeah, all places, Rhode Island, like they could afford it. Right. And then also he really loves for some reason to collect nazi memorabilia like yeah that's a whole okay other... dude like that's a little weird and he's also like a huge internet troll too like yes. I, yeah. I i was on a i was on a yankees message board back in the day now of course there's no way to verify it but somebody signed up on the board with his with the name that he used on twitter garrick yeah like they use the same handle down the road i guess it's always been his online handle yes yeah. um but somebody signed on to the board with that name and either it was him or pretended to be him but it's like considering what i've seen of him on twitter and the way he acts i'm like that probably was him and it's like he shows up on a yankees message board and like this is the height of like the rivalry and and everything and like it's like dude shouldn't you be worrying about pitching <laughs> like don't you have things to worry about other than like he's you know, always starting starting fights with yankees fans on online like get a life dude yeah. yeah, like I'm I, I just as a person, he's an awful person. I don't like to see awful people get rewarded with stuff. So screw him. Like, yeah, and, it's and, just and there, it's enough. And there are other guys, you know, like you mentioned Ortiz and A Rod. Well, uh, let's say this about Ortiz because Stephen A. Smith for today on First Take said he would put Ortiz in because it was never proven he did steroids, but he was on the God. list. He was right. on the list. And he also hit like 40 something homers at the age of like 37 or 38. Actually, he's like 39 years old. He had his best statistical year. Like, come on. I mean, he might have even been 40 that year. You know, there, are guys, there are guys getting punished now that were never, that never tested positive or never had anything or never right. were. Well, was just assumed. Like, right. Right. Like, they're just like, oh, he's just a big jack dude. Like, okay, well, no. there's the proof. You don't no. have it. The, fun, the funny thing was the the, re, the reason why everybody thinks Bagwell, because Bagwell had a, a shoulder injury. And this was after this this was after all the other uh, PED stuff came out, and he mm -hmm. came back, and he, he it looked like somebody had deflated a tire. He was like mm -hmm. he was a Michelin man beforehand, and he looked like a second baseman afterward. Mm -hmm. And just to oh. answer Khalib, I'll tell you why Schilling shouldn't get it. Not Schilling, Clemens should not get in. Roger Clemens, when he left the Red Sox, was broken. Yes. His arm was bad. They got rid of him because they didn't know how many more years he had left. He went to Toronto and magically had a 20 and eight season, something to that degree. And then yeah. we find out years later what really happened in Toronto. Yeah, he, he Brian McNamee was giving him injections in the Sky Dome Hotel. Gee, yeah. I wonder what a uh, vitamin B12. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why he shouldn't get it. I just, it, it's the, the steroid stuff. I'm so tired of the whole why? conversation. I'm so over it that I'm just kind of like, who cares anymore? Like, there's an entire era of baseball between like what 85 and 2000, 2005, where it's yeah. just, but Joe, you don't know who's clean. You don't know who's dirty. Like you don't know who's you, know, you have, you can guess, but like but everybody's players, under suspicion. I will tell you about Joe. I've interviewed a lot of players for different books and a lot of the older players 
And sure, some of them took greenies. I get it. Mm. But they're mad about the steroids because it broke some of their records. And they're not happy yeah. about it because it was a shortcut. Even Keyshawn Johnson today on first take said, look, I don't like the steroid guys. I wouldn't put them in because I was an athlete that didn't take anything. And I didn't like that athlete these guys took. And mm -hmm. there are a lot that say that feel that way. It has nothing about us judging on character. I know that's coming up in the chat room. That's it's a cheating of the game and a cheating of the other players. And also a cheating of the fans. Cause what happened was when those guys were getting ridiculous numbers, they got ridiculous paychecks and the price of tickets went up as a result. And this well, it's also, it also saved baseball after the strike. Yeah. Because sure. baseball was dead. Baseball was, was dead as a doornail. It's as dead as it is now. This is the, oh, this yeah. is the only time that I do, that I do care about it. This is really the only time I I don't I don't want these guys getting in the Hall of Fame. I mean, and, and there are other there are other guys on the list. Uh, on, you know, I, I don't want Ortiz getting in. I don't want A Rod getting in. I don't want Sheffield getting in, and I don't want the the dirty four that are in the final year. But well, we I could ask Anthony if if he has a choice of three uh, for the for the Baseball Hall of Fame. I, and I'll just tell you, I put Ryan Howard on my list. You can tell me Ryan Howard, Helton, and I went. Oh, uh, yeah, you know he had a good he had a good stretch. I mean, he had a very good stretch in the late two thousands, going up until his uh, Achilles injury. Um, he has an MVP, a World Series, yeah. rookie uh, year. Um, those yeah. things, I think, play. I think those things definitely play in his favor for sure. Now, I, I, I and then we'll get get talking hockey here. Um, Omar Vizcal probably would have been a shoe in, but. There was there was there was some incident <laughs> the last couple of years. I don't think he's got a chance in hell now. No, no, he's no. He's, a, he's a guy that um, I would put on this sneaky juicy list too because he yeah. was always a slappy, slap hitting, great fielding shortstop, and suddenly he found some pop, and I was like, okay, dude, yeah, yeah. okay, dude, like you found pop later in your career, okay, dude, all right, niche, <laughs> like Brett Boone, like suddenly Brett Boone was like he was Brett Boone was a two sixty hitting slap hitting second baseman that he's hitting fifth forty. I mean, the best right. example of why I'm always against steroids, and I've argued. Look, I I wrote a book about it, and I had a long conversation with David Segui about it because he took steroids. He told me, and he asked me why I was against it, and we we both left it amicably. Um, but Jeremy Giambi, go look at his numbers before mm -hmm. he took, and then go look at them after he took. He was barely, he wasn't even a major Didn't do many player. good in his time with the Phillies, I can tell you that. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it certainly didn't help him learn how to slide in a playoff game. That's, oh, no. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Contributing yeah. to the Jeter hit, hit list of highlights. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Hello, Hockey World. Today is Tuesday. November 23rd, 2021. I'm Anthony Mangione. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Michael Agello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. And we are pleased once again to be joined by Joe Yurden, who has his own sub stack, uh, which we, you know, Joe, at the end of the show, please give it and so you can direct some uh, people looking for knowledgeable hockey conversation uh, to, uh, to to read your stuff. Um, want to start with this. It's you know, really sort of, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't really matter much, but I, you know, in terms of, I, I saw online this morning, the proposed third Jersey for the alternate Jersey for the new Jersey devils. And boy, did they really, did they really hit it out of the park Russ? I mean, 
I saw on on Reddit the side by side comparison of that jersey and the Chicago Blackhawks uh, winter classic jersey. And essentially, it's the same uniform except they put jersey on it instead of the Blackhawks circular emblem. It's a waste of time, not only and a waste of money too. If you buy, I will. I will continue to give because I was having a private conversation with Abby Mastraco, who is a metro area reporter, and she said, "Well, if you're going to do that, you might as well put pants on the pants." And uh, you know, it, Ross, it is that, that. Ross, that turns it into now you've put you've let everybody know this is no longer a private conversation. No, I know that, and she's <laughs> fine with it. But the idea is, it is that dumb in my estimation. Now, Martin Brodeur should really stick to car commercials and, you know, rent the you car commercials. Should he stick designer? to those though? Like, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I he's know. better at that than he is designing. These, these are hideous. These literally look like it took 10 minutes to do the fact that, and people were right. There should be some green in them. There's no green in them. The fact that it's so much black really makes no sense. I, I mean, it's just they are I really. Call them, I, I, I'm calling them the Bada Bing jerseys. Yeah, they really are. That's what I'm calling them. That just that just give that sort of vibe to them. Especially when you add the red when you add the the red drop shadow on both the jersey part and the numbers on the jersey. It's just like it's the first thing I thought was the Sopranos. I was like, this is the Bada Bing jersey. No, <laughs> it's um, you know what I saw it leaked last week, and I was like. Man, that's that's actually going to be what it. Yeah, there it is. There, yeah, there it is. <laughs> and I'm like, in all its hideousness. I mean, it's it's so like, if you're gonna do my my whole thing with thirds is like, if you're gonna do something to sell jerseys, and make it nice, like give it some thought, give do something to, like not everything needs needs to be like some kind of faux throwback kind of thing. Which I mean, listen, some some of the throwbacks are good, but like, why didn't the Devils just take like their '80s jersey and make it black? Like, just do that. Like, yeah. you still have your green and your red. Everybody loves that friggin' jersey. Just do that. Like, well, there's already tons of Photoshop mock-ups of it. Like, it's so easy to do, and you'd sell a zillion of them. This is the this best is, logo, the best color. Do it. Just be done. This is my this is my problem. Whenever the NHL, whenever NHL teams try to be like trendy and cool, like oh, let's put the nickname on the jersey. Like you know, the Ottawa Senators had a third jersey a few years back that just said Sens on it, mm -hmm. or or the Tampa Bay Lightning had the Bolts jersey. Yeah. I mean, okay, who the Frig wants that piece of crap. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I had an interesting conversation with Nick Kern on Sirius because he was like, in Newark, like in the 30s and 40s, apparently some of the jerseys looked like that. And I said, okay, so are we going to make them out of cotton too, like George Costanza once suggested, and have these be 100-pound jerseys after the game? No, are make them out of wool. Come on. you got to be like oh, wool. Sorry. <laughs> make them out of rough yeah. wool. <laughs> Really breathable wool. That's that's what everybody that's wants right. to wear. It's like wearing a burrow pad. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, look, but let's okay, let's draw on our extensive and vast knowledge of of hockey over the years, since we're all especially me, Anthony. Um, oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in such August company right now. Yeah. Joe <laughs> has more jerseys than all of us put together. Right. Just so you know, oh, I have no doubt. That's, Joe that's down, correct. Yes. That I only correct. have two jerseys. I have two jerseys in my closet. That's it. Well, I have I'm, a lot more. Than I, 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 I have like four or five jerseys. I'm the person. I have a ton of shirtsies. I have a ton of. 
I'm the per, I'm the person who does not buy a jersey with a name on the back because like I I'm not gonna put my own name and I'm not gonna wear like a Darcy Tucker jersey or you know like I'm just I want to see a Mike in Buffalo on the back and ah uh, no yeah, you're, you're uh, what number here's the question what number would Mike get one <laughs> of course but but okay so um, I'll I'll I'll, br I'll bring up a couple of what I think are the worst alternate jerseys that i've seen um top of the list is the edmonton oiler jersey with the rock with the oil in the middle of it oh the gear yeah yeah the, the, the todd, todd like mcfarland jersey McFarlane. yeah yeah the mcfarland people liked it back in the day mike they i'll did. give you one um the stars mooderous jersey do you remember that one? I don't. The one was shaped like, oh, I got to bring it up for you. So that was. You got to pull it up. Okay. You it want me to dig it out of my closet? I could. I could go. I could go find <laughs> you it. For it, you. it I do was, have it was, one. It was all. It was just. I still remember when it came out, and people just were slack jawed. I mean, I'm going to go Boston Bruins bear jersey. That yes. was Pooh jersey. It's called the Pooh uh, jersey. Pooh bear. Yeah. Yes. Pooh bear. I uh, my my all time worst one. It's too easy to go back to '96 when they ruled out a whole bunch of like wild designs yeah but i'm gonna go more recent with the islanders one that had the gray shoulders and the black body and it oh, said yeah. islanders on the front with the yes. oh, yeah. number like good god almost. wasn't that so a winter, wasn't that a winter classic jersey it was a winter classic. No. no 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 stadium they, they, series stadium series mm -hmm. it was when they no, i don't think so i think i don't i think that was a genuine third uh, that was a genuine third okay yeah genuine third like people hated the orange one but the orange one wasn't bad it was just bright orange but like that black one with the gray shoulders good god almighty just disgusting now okay just awful i am eliminating every one of the reverse retro jerseys because they were all hideous especially the leafs one with the... i agree on the leafs one for sure oh the leafs one was bad red wings one was terrible yes yep. um but the and joe you remember this one and some people liked it and i i just didn't get it the the Sabres had a third jersey that was a mock-up of the Buffalo Bisons jersey, the AHL Bison, mm -hmm. and it had the a bottled cap emblem. And I think they had the I think they had the Pepsi the Pepsi uh, uh, logo on it, or they made just put Buffalo on it. But the old Bisons, uh, it had it had a bottle cap and it had Pepsi on it. And I hate Pepsi, so I hated that jersey. <laughs> I mean, they had an, I, which one had the Excalibur sword on the side? I hated that. That was that, that was the that was the uh, that was the decapitated goat's head. Yeah, that was bad. That mm. was they, they, they had they well okay no. They they had the decapitated goat's head, and the third jersey was the red jersey with the cross swords. The butternuts. Yes. The butternuts. Butter yes. Yeah, that was awful. And yeah, then, yeah. It was really funny that the year they had that because uh, that's when they had Steve Hines, and Hines decided I'm wearing 57, so he looked like a giant ketchup bottle on ice, yeah. which is, that is super. Which, apparently, the Bruins never allowed him to wear 57 because they're like, hey, dude. You're not doing that here. Like when he first, when oh, he first came in the league. hockey there. Oh. You know? So, yeah. I, well, I mean, that's like the old Harry Sinden days. So it's like yeah. I see Harry Sinden being like, you're not doing that crap here, pal. Like, get lost. But <laughs> No um, fun here. Yeah, right. So, uh, but like every, I think everywhere else, if he could get 57, he wore it. And I was like, that's that's a guy with a sense of humor. That's yeah. that's good. Yeah. I, you know that flyer? What, Russ, you remember the early 2000s, that weird telescoping flyer logo, orange? Yeah. Yeah, the one that they wore, I think, against the Devils in the post. It was the first time I think they ever beat the. Oh, no, they were, they were still wearing their black ones. That was 2004. 
but they had that telescoping weird. I think of Michael Hanzus in a Flyers uniform. <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. That jersey with the telescope, with the with the orange dot in the middle, was and it had a more silver in the middle of it. Yeah, like it that's a, that was weird. That was no, a weird jersey. That. What about what, what what about the Flyers jersey with the three D numbers on the back that you couldn't even read them when you're five feet away from them, let alone up in the press box. That was a few years ago. Those were terrible. Was that the the, the gold outline on them? Uh, yeah, they, they put they, the gold up. The yes, it was, yeah, that was the 50th anniversary. They did a 50th anniversary mm-hmm. jersey, and they and the and the numbers were gold, and it was just. It, All right. It, so it, actually, in person, it didn't look awful, awful. But once you had to wa- look at it from distance, mm-hmm. it was awful. <laughs> I th- I th- I'm thinking like uh, there was a Calgary third. And yeah. it's not the not the one with Blasty, not the horse. Oh no, no, Blasty. This was Blasty. this was the Islanders Stadium Series jersey that I was thinking of, and no, that no, was no. hideous. Yeah, no, it's that no, was... it's worse than that. It's way worse than that. But I didn't. Uh, no, no, I know the one you're thinking of is. Yeah. But this is okay. the one that was in my head from Anthony and I went okay. to both Stadium Series games, and it was it was that hideous. I didn't yeah. know the horse was name is was named Blasty. Yeah, well, that's what he's referred to. At least that's what he's referred to on Twitter. I. I think that's his actual. That, the, that, that's the, the actual name. Well, it's better than I mean, it was better you know, than Fisherman. We all yeah, yeah scores. <laughs> but they, uh, but Calgary did a third not that long ago. That was a script. It just said Calgary on the front. It had yes. like, the black yokes. And I'm just like, yeah, faux throwback. Wear your '80s yeah, jerseys, guys. And then they finally did. So Anaheim did the same thing. It was a cursive Anaheim. It's just I mean, no, yeah, every, and everybody was, was also trying to do. Remember, everybody was yes. trying. Everybody was trying to do the to get the ties, yeah. the ties into the jersey. Although I got to tell you, I have an All Star jersey when they did the ties for the one All Star jer- All Star game in Minnesota. Those were good jerseys. Oh. Yeah, those were good. Were, those were good. Like it was a rare year that the All Star jerseys weren't hideous. All right, let's talk about some of the games last night. And Joe, start off with the uh, the Blue Jackets Sabers game where mm-hmm. the Columbus wins seven four. Um, just a, a note here, since this, and of course it doesn't matter in terms of the product on the ice, but the Sabers were having you know a better than expected year before the Jack Eichel trade, and since mm-hmm. they traded Eichel, they've lost six of the last eight. Um, you know, now you could just say that they're regressing to the mean because we thought that they were one of the teams in the league and now all of a sudden reality has struck. I think it's more that, but it just, it's just ironic that ever since that happened, all of a sudden they've become the team that they, everybody thought they were going to be. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of predictable. Like you you knew the the gravy train was going to end at some point. And, you know, I think it coincides nicely with that trade and also Anderson getting Craig Anderson getting injured mm-hmm. uh, because the goaltending has been below subpar. I mean, aside from Tukarski putting up like what a like a forty five save against yeah, something yeah, against Pittsburgh. I have a laughable one. moment for you, Joe. In okay. that game against the Rangers, which was just a tire fire for defense for both teams, mm-hmm. Aaron Dell going overboard on some of those glove saves, like oh, I made the save of the night, even though you gave mm-hmm. up like you know five goals quick. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, the hate for Aaron. Dell you got consistent on this. I'm show, sorry, Joe can tell you. He he's not very good. Um, <laughs> That's a you're, good not, answer. you're not. He, you're not. You're not good. You stink. <laughs> uh, but like Tukarski was awful last night. Like yeah. he. Uh, I mean, it was what two two after the first period. So you know you got a run and gun game with Corpusalo on the other side, and then he gives up. Th- 
two goals in the first 51 seconds of the second, then another one like two and a half minutes later. And then he, yeah, he got, he got pulled after the second, after the second one, 51 seconds or 55 seconds. So it's, he gives it four goals in 2055. And then the first shot Delsey's goes in. So it's like, okay. <laughs> so then it's five, two. And you're like, okay, they're, they're going to, they're going to run away with this and win like eight to two. And then, of course they give two goals right back to make it way too interesting because Columbus was, Columbus played well. They, they played an awful first 10 minutes. Like I thought if Buffalo scored a cup popped a goal in that first 10 minutes, they were going to roll. Cause I don't think Columbus has the, I don't think they've got the, the kind of guts to hang in there, but they did last night. Mm-hmm. Cause when it got to five, four, I, I kept looking at the Columbus bench going like Elvis has got to come in here. Like you can't, you can't blow a five, two lead after you just got it. And they didn't move, didn't move once and they stuck to them. So, uh, and the way Brad Larson described it was, you know, they, they were getting the better chances. It was just, he goes, he goes, just that both of their chances went in. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a problem. Like <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of the, the, the issue here, but yeah. he was, the other he thing liked the I way noticed- he battled, but like, I don't know, man, like a couple empty netters at the end, like they do, but, uh, you do, but they for- do battle. I mean, they do battle in game yeah. too, but, but their defense isn't good either. Like I know the goaltending's no. bad, but their defense is not good. No. And like, it's, it's a weird setup defense. Like I, you know, I was looking at the names like, you know, Gavin Bayreuther, Bayreuther and Andrew Peak, and like Gavrikov gets his first two goals last night. And I'm like, that's a guy that like should be doing a little bit better, but I don't know. I mean the um, Sabres defense too, though. Oh, 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 oh. No, but well, the Sabres defense is not good. No. Um they they finally sat out Will Butcher last night because he was he's been on a very bad run. Uh, the yeah. last few games and getting Yoki Haru back in was good. But if you, I forget which goal it is. It's one of those three goals at the beginning of the, the second period. It might've been Haru, Yoki Haru is somewhere out in the middle of the, uh, like just wandering out into the middle of the slot, like no, no, nowhere near anybody, like not down by the net, not defending down low, doing anything. It's just kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, Hop on in the stands. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's, his first, <laughs> it's his first game back since the, since opening night. So like, I, I can give him a break, but like, dude, where are you going? Like, <laughs> That's the only explanation. Back. It's the only good explanation. Well, I mean, if there is a hot line in the stands, it'd be easy to find because there's nobody in the stands. So, you know. <laughs> well, even well, easier to identify her then. So, I, 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 79, 7,900 last night was the attendance. Well, well, okay. It was a Monday night, <clears throat> you know, before Thanksgiving. Okay, fine. I couldn't believe I was in the stands a week from Saturday when they played the Leafs, mm-hmm. 7,900 fans, and it was platinum game, border, but nobody cares. It's mm-hmm. there's an there's such an apathy for this team right now. Yeah. I think early on in the year they're like, oh, they're playing a lot better than they ex- expected, and now all of a sudden now they're back to where people thought they were going to be, and they're like nobody cares. Okay, you got the Eichel deal done. Now, okay, mm-hmm. well, when we when do we get to see Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs? Oh, next year. Well, what, what Tuck it might be January. Well, it might be Peyton Krebs in March or next year. So well, mm-hmm. one positive is they're scoring more goals than we thought they would. That's yeah, Chase Thompson yeah. is playing well. Cousins is playing well yeah thompson is really again a lot of times with with bigger players it does take longer but also the change of, of position all of that he now looks like the guy that i saw pre-nhl he does yeah yeah they, what if i mean there's not a lot to look forward to at sabers games let's let's be honest but watching this the the forward group play is is pretty good and, and they're, they're playing at least an entertaining brand of hockey i'll yeah. give them yes. that um, you know, the Tage having the success he's having right now is very encouraging. 
I want them to find anybody else to play with Dylan Cousins uh, because Kajula and Hinnestroza are not oh, the no, guys. That's just terrible. And, and Cousins is playing outstanding. He's he's. I mean, he got nutmeg by Domi last night, so that wasn't that didn't look so good. But you know, gee, that doesn't run. In, that doesn't doesn't run in his family. No, but like, yeah, I mean, just you know, getting dummied like that, like that stinks. But like, Cousins played great. He plays great every game, and there's no points to show for it. And it's not his fault. Like he'll he'll set up these guys for with passes. It's Kajula or Hinnestros or like or Bjork or somebody, and like the puck just dies on those guys. It's called passing like, into a black hole, Joe. Oh man, it really yeah. is. And like they, you know, they can't get a cycle going. They can't get him free. And he has to, you know, whenever he finally gets tired of it and says, "All right, screw this, I'm going to do it myself." Good things happen, and like that snapper he had last night was pretty darn good. That was a great shot. Yeah. Um, okay. Some oh, other had a great shot. He always did. Uh, some other games last night. The the Blues continue their their hot play, beating uh, the Vegas Golden Knights five to two. Can um, I mention something because I watched that game? Yeah. So, NHL Network. Bill Lindsay. He basically came out and said, "Well, whatever Bennington does, that's what the what what the Blues do. That's that's the you know it's all on him." And I was like, "Really?" Are you watching the Blues? Are you are you again? They've had to fill in guys on their defense, and I like what Perunovic brought last night. I actually think he's starting to fit in, and I and I like Jake Wallman, and I think he is progressing. But those they've had to redo their defense ever since Petrangelo went down. Right, and so that does affect the goalie, and it does affect the team. Offensively, though, Tarasenko's back to being Tarasenko. He's a pro, and he is he's playing great. Cairo looks great. Mm-hmm. They. They actually have remade this team to the point where I do think they could go a couple rounds in the playoffs, depending on the matchup. But it's not all on Bennington. And I, I, I just such a lazy narrative. Like, if you don't want to prepare for the game, then don't say anything, Bill, because I just thought that was just the worst. Well, isn't that? Go ahead. So go ahead. I was going to say, doesn't every game fall on the goalie ultimately? Like, like isn't that like the most you know, bailout it's a observation? Like, well, Jesus, yeah. if he can get it done, they're going to go far. Well, no right. kidding, really. No, really. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Cast a check. But isn't, King, isn't Bill Lindsay the former Florida Panther player yes, yes. Guy who used yes. to his 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 uh, goal call was run forest run or some bull crap yeah. like that? I mean, you know, but, hey, whatever. You know, if, if you got a good job in the NHL when now. You're, God, 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 God. When, you're part, when you're when you're a key part of the Florida Panthers Stanley, you know, one Stanley Cup final appearance, you know, that that gets you some play. Yeah, him, him, him Mellonby, and Brian Scrudlin, those are the guys. Yeah, yep. go with it. Robert, <laughs> I think Robert Sfala was on that. Fela, team. Yeah. Yeah. they wouldn't have got there without Dan Beesbrook. Yes, but but, but 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 with the Blues, I mean, it it is it's the young guys who we've been waiting for for two or three years. Russ, it's Kairu, it's Robert yeah. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas is back to playing good hockey. Clem Costin. Clem Costin. Yeah, Costin. He's probably the biggest one of all that maybe we were starting to wane on, and mm-hmm. he's become a crease presence, which now that's another added thing. And and they I lost the room, you know, and they, and they the got that they, back. And I think they're playing the way that Ruby wants to play. They're right. yeah. big, brassy. They're, yeah. they're dictating. And that's mm-hmm. the key part that I look at with them when I'm watching the Blues is – they look like they're back to the cup. I don't want to say completely the same, but no, no. But there's elements of that team. style. There's a little bit of that swagger that's back. And I yes. think when they didn't have Peter Angelo last year, they lost a little bit of that. They had to recalibrate themselves, and I think they're doing that. Now, on the, on the flip side, there, the you know Vegas 
Right now they're 11 and eight. They're 22 points. They're a point behind Anaheim. I'm, I'm not sure there are many people who expect Anaheim to stick up there, but they played really well so far. And I, I give them a lot of credit, but Joe, the question is, can they hold on, you know, maybe not until Eichel gets back because that probably won't be until after the Olympics, but can they hold on through, you know, the injuries that they have to Car to Carlson or uh, yeah, William Carlson and patch ready. I think stone is back now. Can they hold yep. on and play well enough to stay in that race. Well, Stone coming back has has already kind of given them a jolt. Like yeah. that's, I mean, that that goes without saying. He's an MVP level player all the time. He's, I can't, I still can't believe he's so underappreciated. It blows my mind. Yeah. Um, but Pacioretty is going to be back soon. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, Carlson, I, he, I mean, that was like a broken ankle, I think, for him, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, so, I believe so. Yeah. So at least when it again, when it's a break, you know the timeline, so you know he'll be back eventually. Um, I, I'm not getting too worried about Vegas, honestly. I mean, you're going to get a lot of free candy wins from Seattle, uh, yeah. at the bottom there. And, you know, I know Arizona's not in that division anymore, which throws me off way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking, oh yeah, well, Arizona's free wins. It's, it's, but, a, true it's a true West division now, you know? But like, uh, but like Vegas, the thing I'm, thing I'm honestly worried about is Petrangelo hasn't looked that great. No, and no. he plays a ton a, of minutes. He was and okay they need early, him to be great. Joe, but he has definitely fallen off of late. I would yeah, that, that's worrying to me because Vegas does not have scorer. the D depth. Well, I I think I think, scorer, I, think what it, I think what it is, Joe, is that is they've had to play him a lot more minutes with White Cloud being out. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I I think Petrangelo is a twenty-five minute a night defenseman. He's just not a 28, 29 minute defenseman. Yeah, when you have to play him that much, you're, you're going to see a drop. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's here's, the thing. Here's like the, the thing, injuries, though. injuries have really hurt Vegas early on. Like that, you don't want to get yeah. taxed like that so early on, especially on the on the blue line side of things. Like. That's really tough, and they've had to cycle in a lot of dudes that should still be playing at Henderson. Like yeah, that's yeah. The, the, there's guys that, are, that definitely do not belong at the NHL oh, yeah. level right now. But yeah, Jake I mean, Lecision is one of them. I mean, they were up yeah. two nothing in that game. But if you look at their scoring, I mean, Dadnoff has got nine points. That's horrible for him. Mm -hmm. uh, Shea, Theod Shea Theodore has eleven. Chandler Stevenson and Riley Smith are their leading scorers. Yeah. Yeah, it's, little, it's tough. You know, Mar I mean, Marsh has also got nine goals. So, I mean, but yeah. like that's – you expect that coming yes. from him. But yeah. but they got – I mean, like they get nothing else outside of those guys. Dad Dadnov no. being what he is, like that's blows that my mind. That was a horrible signing. Yeah. And – No, know, trade, like, trade. Trade for trade. Nick. Sorry, yes, trade. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Like I see like, like Keegan Colesar, like, okay, like – He's a role um, guy. He's a he's solid a role guy. He's a, he's a bottom like, six fine. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Ryan Reeves replacement, basically. But yeah. that's the thing. Like the the bottom end of the Vegas lineup is a lot of role guys and a lot of guys that are very replaceable. Um, oh yeah. And like I and you're when you're expecting them to like step up in the lineup, like play second line minutes for some of these guys, like mm -mm, man, you ain't gonna you're you're not gonna do well. And this is um, where Joe and this is where again their 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 big splash trades have tapped. You know their their yeah. reserves at yeah. the lower level. So now, when you start getting hit with injuries, and Russ has mentioned this plenty of times, whenever Vegas has made any one of these big splashy deals, is you know you're basically you know I'm for Peter to pay Paul, but eventually mm -hmm. the bill come the bill does come due, and when you it are a team, that's as close to the cap as that team is. Yeah, when when they got to win this year or next, they have to. When you yeah. when you when you assemble the prospect list for uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's Brendan Brisson and who. 
Mm. They have a, that's a, you know, I'm not, I'm saying they, they have other, other prospects, but probably he's mm. the only one who's at a grade A or grade B right now. He's yeah. outstanding. Um, okay. Colorado beats the uh, COVID ravaged Ottawa Senators seven to five. I give the Sens credit after being off for three games. Actually, you know, they, I, I checked in on this game a little bit and they were playing pretty well. It was a wide open game. Um, the Avs without McKinnon, are scoring, I think I saw 6.2 goals per game, which is ridiculous. And they're, and they're being led by Nazem Kadri, who's got 23 points. Joe, just in time for a salary drive, as he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Gee, I'm shocked. I, you know what? You'll love to see it, honestly. You know, and if Colorado's smart, they get they maximize everything about it and then say, all right, have a, have a you know, have fun where you're going next. We're not paying you. We're not paying you. Oh, I mean, they can't. They, they can't pay him with McKinnon's contract coming up. I mean, honestly, they have a number two center in waiting. Yes, in Newhook. Yeah. So yeah. I, if if they have other areas that they need to address by the deadline, I would use Kadri as 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 a uh, maybe as a inspiring deal. It may, how much, the question is what you know. What is it that you're going to get in return? Right. If you get something in a turn that helps you, if you're if you're not gonna, if you're going to make a run for the cup, which we all think that they're going to, and he's worth more to them as an own rental than he is as something they can flip someplace else and get and get help, then okay, then keep him. But I don't think there's a chance in hell that they're going to sign him to an extension because they have you know they're strong up the middle. Yeah. No, I I find it impossible to think that they would that they would do that because again, you you got to give McKinnon more money coming up and then kind of figure it out from there at least colorado's been smart about cap management yes. since sackett took over like that's but that's they don't the always make great trades lot, but... they don't always yeah. make great trades the ryan graves trade was a horrible trade that's that was out of that was out of necessity Russ. they had no okay, choice but like you could do something else that's the cap management part of it right well i mean you know they had to pay they had to pay Macar what they had to pay Macar. Uh, i know and, i get it and, and that, to make, again you do have to make hard calls like that you're not always you're not going to be you're competing at the upper end you are not always going to be able to keep all of your guys, especially if you know a guy like Graves is going to be in demand. Yeah, I mean, they and they had Byron waiting in the wings, so and, and, and that you know, the thing. Byron, problems, I think that's they couldn't perceive the that with Byron. I think that's where it hurts the most right now because yeah, of, that's you know, that's hurt them. Yes, I think they were hoping that he would be a little, you know, depending on where he was at physically, and obviously he's. He's obviously had great struggles. No, listen, and, uh, Funky, I, I'd say with Funky, training for Gerard, I was all behind that. I didn't understand that from Nashville. But I'm just saying lately, um, I think the ads have slipped a little where they used to be a strength. Now they are sort of hemorrhaging guys and, and maybe having a little bad luck too. They really – even goaltending is not solid yet. They still have that issue. Well, we we all lauded the, 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 the trade that they made with the Islanders to get Taves. Uh, but you know when you have when when you still have Eric Johnson on the books at six million dollars, you know paying Taves four point one, you know that's I mean that's and now you're now you're paying Makar nine. I mean it's tough to yeah. fit all the, all these contracts in. You know on top of Kadri, they probably are going to lose Borkowski in the, as free as a free agent next year too. And you know unless they can get him to agree to and yeah, Funky says uh, Kemper. He's a UFA as well, so yeah, I, I'd say right now the the jury's out. I I don't feel like they're going to keep him, but we'll see. He could still have a great season. We haven't seen it yet. And, uh, uh, they haven't got not to go all Bill Lindsay here, but they've got nothing out of Kemper. 
really. I mean, yeah. it, he's been very average. Yeah. And but you know, they took a swing with Jack Johnson to help out on defense, and he hasn't been awful. So you know, I call <laughs> that a win. <laughs> like, I That's mean, they're limiting. Win. You know, he's playing third pair minutes, but like, you know, he's not getting in the way. He's not causing issues. So like, okay, cool. Um, couple other games last night. Sharks win two to one in overtime over the Hurricanes. Um, with Auntie Ranta on goal, so of course they lost because Freddie Anderson didn't play. Uh, Alexander Barabanov with the with the winner in overtime. Another former another former Leaf and James Reimer, another former Leaf in goal. Lee, Reimer's having a great year, Mike. You cannot knock him right now. Yeah, I I, I mean, I know, but he'll bite his he'll, he'll bite his tongue while, while <laughs> no no no. Oh, hey, just wait until he gets up four one, and then you'll see the real James Reimer. Uh, and the other, and the other one is uh, the other game was Pittsburgh uh, beating Winnipeg three to one. Um, Joe, they're getting really good performances out of Tristan Jari. He stole a game in Toronto on Saturday, and they've done this all. I mean, they've done it all without Malkin. Obviously, he's still out. Mm-hmm. They've done it all without Crosby, who just came back. Pittsburgh. I mean, really, they're just playing sort of shut down uh, hockey, and they're and they're winning, and they're staying in the race with it. Yeah, they kind of have to though. Yeah, like they their depth is lacking, and honestly, what you know, when when I watched them play the Sabers last week, they played two awful periods, yeah, like just two dreadful periods of hockey, and then came out guns blazing in the third, only to see Tokarski turn into Hashik. So, like, you know, I, I get it, like things like that will happen, but um, but like the thing I noticed in that game though is that you know Crosby, I mean Crosby's obviously not what he was. 10 years ago. I mean, that's, that goes without saying, but like, even for him, it was like, that was a slog for him to get through that game where it was just kind of like, you know, he's still got Gensel and it's like, they're still creating some stuff, but it was like, eh, like it just didn't feel like, like that's a game in the past. Crosby would just be like, screw this. We're winning. Yeah. We're winning. But he's not in shape right now, especially after COVID. He's still working himself back in. Yeah. yeah, We don't know what that's Mm going to do to him. So I'm going to cut him a break, but they do contest everything, Joe, and we have to say they're getting a lot more out of Evan Rodriguez than I thought he had to give. Uh, Kapanen's done well, and mm-hmm. listen, for every year people throw dirt on Crystal Tang, he just laughs at you because he always and, gets mm-hmm. points. And Jeff Carter. Yeah. Jeff Carter's doing better than I'm expecting to. He's not he, great. I, he's, he's been off lately. Like, yeah, he, he's I, not great, but he's better than you think he should be. But right early now. on, early on, he was early on, he was really good. Yeah. yeah. And Carter, I love Car- I Carter's so under underappreciated as far as I'm concerned like that. I mean, everything that happened in Philly, I get it. Like, I, I get it. But like the way he played in LA, uh, it was just dynamite. And yeah. Pitt, like, he showed up in Pittsburgh last year. He was awesome. So yeah. I, well, And one more, this is, and this is where sometimes the Bruins outsmart themselves. Why did they have to lose Dan Heinem? Mm, they didn't have to. I don't think they really had a, any dedication to him. Like he no, was a, that's a problem. He's pretty good. He's, yeah, you know, but he's, he's a bounced. fine player. But, but, like, he's, but he's bounced, and he maybe again he's found a place, Russ. And I don't, I like Heinen, but there's times when I think you you think he's going to be like the next Jake Gensel. No, no, no. But Heinen has shown <laughs> that he could play some decent minutes. He's not Jake Gensel, but he's shown yeah. he can play some decent minutes. And the Bruins, I will say, with well, wait, some wait, wait. young guys, the they Bruins. give them a certain amount of time to show it to them, and if they don't do it. Then they turn on him. Well, I'm per- okay. Heinen was traded to Anaheim in the Sasha deal, and then Anaheim didn't qualify. Okay, so 
two trades later. Yeah, they still yeah. Got rid of them. Anaheim didn't qualify him because I think right. the qualifying offer would have been like close to three million bucks, and they didn't want to spend that money. And with, and with the lack of depth, I think in Pittsburgh's system, there was an opportunity there, and he's mm. and full marks to him for taking advantage of it. Now, Joe, I want to get your uh, input on a couple things here. First one, we talked about it yesterday with Kevin Allen. And um, the news that has come out over the weekend regarding uh, the Chinese tennis player, the COVID um, rates going up. Obviously, we mentioned at the beginning of the show about mask stuff going on in Western New York. And that's, you know, the the Senators with eight players out, the Islanders, Chara is uh, in COVID protocol. how realistic do you think it is that at the, it's getting to like the 11th hour, we're almost at December, that this is still going to go, that the Olympics are still going to be a go? This, uh, this whole thing got a lot stickier um, mm-hmm. with that because this, because this is now a political power play. It's not just a sports thing. This is when you've got Biden and you've got um, Trudeau stepping in to discuss things. It's like... All right, that's a whole new level of stuff. That that's stuff that reminds me of the '80s. You know, well, I mean, not me personally because I wasn't able to witness it. I was a little kid, but um, but it makes me think of you know what you know the stuff that went on the, uh, around the 1980 games, and then Moscow stepping out of the '84 Summer Olympics, and and or Russia step Soviets. Good yeah. lord, yeah, yeah, the Soviets stepping out of the '84 Olympics in LA. So like it's. It's got that feel to it. And like, this is, this is, it seems to be the way for these countries to flex any kind of pressure on China because they're unwilling to do it in other ways. But like, listen, you wore the Olympics to China, you know, what you're getting into, Yeah, you know, what? like you've already done this already with the winter Olympics with them, like, or uh, the summer Olympics, but like, yeah. I mean, you know, you know who you're getting involved with. Like, I think, this you is, know what the complicated part of this is Joe. The complicated part is, just before the Olympics, how many NHLers are going to come down with COVID or be in protocol who might be on the Olympic team that can't travel them? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. they're, they're saying that, and apparently um, when players start to get positive, uh, like is happening with the Islanders, the testing for vaccinated players, which were you know every player except for Bertuzzi, gets ramped up from every three days to every day. And they're saying that the reason that that's happening is because of the Olympics. They want to make sure that if any players who are, uh, you know, in line to go to Beijing, there's there's no doubt that they're 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 negative. But the players are starting. I heard Jeff Merrick talk about this. The players are starting to get pissed off with, you know, okay, we got the vaccine, uh, now we have to test every day. I mean, is it really worth it to fly halfway across the world and be sequestered for two and a half weeks? And remember the All-Star Games before the Olympics, and the NHL needs that money from the All-Star Game. Yeah, I mean... Well, the thing that gets me, though, is I, I see what you're saying, Mike, but the Olympics is the thing the players want the most. That's yeah. the thing that like, they always yeah. they grind their gears about all the time, and they bust the, they bust the owners' backs about it. Like They're like, we want to go to the Olympics, and the owners are like, okay, if you want to go, like we'll get our concessions, you'll get your, you'll get your Olympics. So I... If the play now, if it's the players that are have no shot at going to the Olympics that are complaining about it, I fully understand. Yeah. Like if they're vaccinated and they're getting tested every day, it's like, well, geez, I'm not going to China. I'm gonna be going to I'm gonna be going to the beach for a couple of weeks when when you guys go to China. So like I it's annoying, you know, to deal with that. But but if you're a guy that's that's lined up to play in the Olympics, like you're just kind of like, all right, this is part of the job. Um, but if but if you start having second thoughts because of the the grind that this causes, I can understand. But at the same point. 
you 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 fight tooth and nail every time the CBA comes up to to make sure you stay in the Olympics. You you can't really get too sour about what it takes to get there. And, and so far, we've only had three three games canceled. All three the Ottawa well, Ottawa games. You know, you know what, Mike? Though Thomas is writing in the chat room, and I agree with him. After today's press conference, because apparently Lula Morello just had one. The Islanders have like seven players still yeah. out with protocol, and maybe two or three injured. Char. Char Charo was added to the list. Nobody, nobody is coming off the list that is already, was already in protocol. Brock Nelson about two to four weeks. I still haven't heard anything on Noah Dobson. It's going to be half the Bridgeport Islanders they against. Should, they should postpone that game. They really should. But if, but this is the thing, Russ. If it starts getting down that road where they're can't where they're canceling more, I mean, it was with San Jose. They had a bu bunch of people. They had to call up half of the San, San Jose Barracuda. They don't. They didn't care about canceling an AHL game. They cared about canceling an NHL game. No, I know. I know. Um, the other thing, lot, yeah. Uh, Anthony, you posted uh, the news about Sergei Zuboff uh, being named the head coach for the uh, the world the Russia uh, for Team Russia in the World Junior. Yeah, I didn't post. I just it was a brief te text, but nothing I put on Twitter. But yeah, it was curious um, that literally a month after he steps down for family reasons with Dinamo, he's now the Russian national team coach for the World Juniors. Very quick window. Yeah. yeah. And we I'm know find out more about that. I'm going to check in on that. Yeah, it was just curious that I saw that, and then a couple of people kind of had eyebrows raised that th that was literally like it was October 21st that he stepped down, or literally a month later, and he's coaching the WJC team. I mean, we're getting we're getting to the point now where you know December Defe December 1st is next week, and yeah. you know we're going to get more of an idea of what uh, what uh, you know each team for each country is going to, you know, what players are going to go. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Mason McTavish, who was the, one of the top three or four picks in the last draft, just got back, back, sent back to Peterborough, which means he'll be available for team Canada for the world. Junior. I mean, I'm actually looking forward Joe to the world junior, because I think there's a, it's a really good crop of young players that, that, that are going to be on display. Yeah. Uh, I world juniors is going to be really interesting to see, I, you know, seeing some of these rosters pop up. I, it's, you know, I, I I think from a Buffalo standpoint, it's a little bit more interesting on 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 their part. Although Russians are skipping out on a couple of the the guys they took, but um, but there's a ton of talent, and it's you know I, I this is the time of year where I always kind of laugh where you know Canada hockey gets upset because there's a handful of guys that they were kind of counting on to be on their team or are on their NHL teams and they're having a lot of success. Yeah. And they just get annoyed. Like I see Cole Sillinger, you know, playing for Columbus, and he's done pretty pretty well this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, boy, that'd be really nice for Canada to have in the tournament. But you're not you're not taking him away or United States. I forget. I, I don't know. Uh, if I think he. I think he's. I think he's Canada. Okay. He's pretty sure he's Canada. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was if he was you know, yeah, depending, you know his his old man bounced around a little bit. I wasn't sure where he was born. Yeah. He was he was born in Columbus, but I think he I think he played uh, he played um, uh, under 18s for Canada. I'm just okay. I will say this though, for all the people that probably were counting on Connor Bedard, I don't think he's going to be on the team. Yeah, but Shane Wright will be. Shane Wright will be there. Bedard's not having a particularly good year. He might get invited, but I don't think he'll make it. You think there's any worry there with him? Because I've kind of been keeping an eye on Bedard. Do you think there's any? sweat there with him or is it just I don't think like, there's you know, sweat like, I just think for whatever reason he didn't get off to a good start I haven't watched him much this year but I plan on mm -hmm. it 
but it's it's enough that I think why put him in those games? Like you don't have to. He's going to have substantial he, enough hype train with, with Bedard. So again, yeah, it's it's something that still raises your eyebrow. At the yeah, it definitely raises your eyebrow. No question. Sillinger is U.S. born, but he played for Canada in the World right. Under Seventeen. So he so he's. Look, I mean, if we want to be real, half of the greatness of the U.S. teams are Canadian. Are first their their parents were all Canadian. That's the reality of it. We sure. have so many good Canadian Americans on our team. It's ridiculous. We do. Yeah. Just the way it is. And other countries too. Yeah. Okay. Um, we don't well, have to we don't have to steal Olympians anymore like we did. Oh, we don't have to steal Olympians anymore. <laughs> no, no, we did. Well, that was the um No, but Tony, don't you remember like Tony Esposito played for Team USA and I think the world the, yeah. the Canada yeah, and Brett Hall changed his mind. Brett no, but Hall, I was thinking yeah. There were skaters, but not what was the what's the dance skating thing called? Oh, uh, the, you mean the ice dancing? I they, they there was a team from Canada. There was a gold medal team, I believe, just shifted to the U.S. one year. Right, and then they ended up and then they ended up beating Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer. So yeah, yeah, we uh, steal okay. them. I mean, it, it happens. Yeah. Uh, last, last thing here, I, I I know Russ hates the uh, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. I wouldn't even watch it. Wouldn't even waste my time. Secondary audio broadcast. I, I saw a, I saw a little note here that Sportsnet is moving towards creating alt, alternate broadcasts for their play-by-play broadcast. Now they already started this last year. Of course, we can't get it in the U.S. because our my our good buddy Steve Dangle was doing uh, what's I think it was called ice surfing, uh, and it was basically on their YouTube channel, but it's geo blocked, so you can't you can't watch it in the U.S. But they they did that even before. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning were doing that in ESPN, and now I guess they're broadening that. Joe, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. If you don't want to watch that, then just watch the normal broadcast. But it gives people yeah. options. Yeah, I. It, it's like when people got bent out of shape about uh, the ESPN baseball broadcasts that were very uh, saber centric, where it was like, you know, you're getting all those deep stats during the game, and it's just, you know, people are just like, I don't want to watch that. Well, fine, watch the other just the regular broadcast. I do have, just, I do have, you, have you have options. You know, I, it's ice cream. It's vanilla. Right. It's chocolate. You don't like chocolate? Eat the vanilla and shut I up. I do have an update, and then I've got to run. Here's the Zubov update. So even Larianov was shocked that that Zubov has the job, and apparently yeah. they have two different camps for for the hockey players, and so it's basically like the old school against the oligarchy is is what my source is yeah. telling me. Yeah, I, I know there was something going about on. this that seemed very sort of eh about this movie. Like they're saying they're using it as a hockey as a toy right now in Russia. Okay. All right. We'll end it there. Uh, great job, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Hockey Buzzcast for Joe Yurden, for Anthony Mangioni, for Russ Cohen. I'm Michael Agello. Thanks for watching. And remember, without the buzz, it's. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.